0: We're looking at Ephesians chapter 1 today, to start with, and happy birthday to America. 245 years, never been a nation like America. And uh, let's pray for America right now, shall we, before we turn to the word. Hallelujah. Praise you that we we got called to live in America. Praise you that there's freedom of speech. A little grandson coming up and saying, Hi, Grandpa. That's pretty cool. Praise you, God, for freedom of speech. Praise you that we are a republic and uh, a democratic republic, God. Democracy republic. We praise you for... The forgiveness over the mistakes that have been made in the past. And we praise you for all the vitality and Jesus' life that has surged through your church as the salt of the earth in America. And uh, thank you that your smile has been over this land and over this people. And we declare over America, over the USA, from sea to shining sea that freedom continues to ring. Blessing and safety, that we would be a peaceful force in the world and a leaven of expressing the kingdom of God to our world. We pray and we bless America in Jesus Christ's name. Everybody said amen. 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 We praise you for your word this morning. God, I want to talk with you today about... um, about the incredible life in the, in the resurrected body of Christ. And in the New Testament, the body of Christ is expressed dominantly in three ways. The physical uh, resurrection of Jesus from the dead and that, when he went into the heaven realm. So Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but he is in the heaven realm in his resurrected, physically resurrected body I want to talk with you about that and the blessing, the incredible blessing in life that flows from his presence to us. I want to talk to you about that. But the New Testament also says, talks about an expression of the body of Christ, um, which is the church, the body of Christ. And that's not a metaphor. We are the body of Christ. He is our head. We are filled with his spirit. The life we experience in our body together is the life of Jesus. And it's not separate from the body of Christ, the physical re- resurrection of Christ in heaven. Language is limiting, but there is, there is a, there's a, there's a connection, a vital connection. And then, of course, the body of Christ in the, the Eucharistic body of Christ, the, the Greek, that word is the good rejoicing. That we share in the communion moment. We're going to talk about all three of those today. What the New Testament says about resurrection life in his body. Here we go. First, uh, however, I came across a couple of things that I thought were funny. And I want to share those with you. First of all, there's this. Be careful where you shop online. We ordered a German shepherd and now this guy lives with us. Some quotes that are purportedly from Winston Churchill. Here's some statements that are supposedly from Winston Churchill. I don't know if it's true, but it's what it claimed. Where there's a will, I want to be in it. The last thing I want to do is hurt you, but it's still on my list. Since light travels faster than sound, some people appear bright until you hear them speak. If I agreed with you, we'd both be wrong. If I didn't say it was your... Sorry. I didn't say it was your fault. I said I was blaming you. (laughs) Nostalgia isn't what it used to be. I used to be indecisive, but now I'm not so sure. (laughs) Uh, I made me chuckle when I read those. Okay. All of the expressions of the body of Christ are metaphysically linked. We think in terms of with human language of three different expressions, but they're metaphysically linked. And it's important to remember that if we're gonna understand what God wants to share with us through the teaching of the New Testament about the body of Christ. First talking point. There is incredible resurrection life through the body of Christ in heaven. We know that Jesus had a pretty incredible life going on when he was ministering on the planet with his disciples. But consider for a few moments some of the attributes of his resurrected body after he died on the cross and rose from the dead. Here's a few of them. The Bible says it was a spiritual body, but yet his body, Jesus' resurrected body, had physical attributes. For instance, he could make himself unrecognizable So his disciples didn't even recognize it was him. That's a miracle. But then he can suddenly make himself recognizable the next moment. Remember the road to Emmaus? They didn't even know it was him. And all of a sudden, he was revealed to them as he broke bread. Um, He suddenly appeared. He suddenly disappears on the road to Emmaus and suddenly appears in the room. So he had a physical body, but it had this uh, ability to, I hate, I hate to say it, but it's the only thing I can think of. It Frodo in The Lord of the Rings, when he put the ring on. He disappeared. Jesus could do that. Just disappear whenever he wanted to. He could talk. He could hold conversations. He could be touched physically. He could eat. He could even go fishing. That would have been interesting to watch. He, in his resurrected body, is seated at the right hand of the Father physically in the heaven realm. And yet, he stands to receive the first martyr into heaven. When Stephen was stoned to death, Stephen says, right before he goes into the heaven realm, he falls asleep and goes into the heaven realm, I see the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. So Jesus was seated, but he stood up for the first martyr. So moving. Jesus, in his resurrected physical body, can hold all the universe together. By him, the whole universe consists. All the elements are held together by him. Every atom is held together by him. He uh, comes back. In, in clouds in a way that everyone on the whole earth will simultaneously see him. The dead and the living. The dead will be raised up. He will speak and all the dead, even the sea will give up its dead. When the church is raptured, the dead in Christ will rise first. And we are together. We will be caught up together with him. Those of us that remain, he is. He, he, and his resurrected physical body is personally with each one of us until the end of the age. He can give us personal attention, even there's, even though there's multi millions of us, and uh, he personally gives incredible blessings to every blood blood bought saint in a continual flow of life. In his resurrected body in heaven, it's he is not distant from us. You know, over 80 times the New Testament says that we are in that resurrected body of Christ. It's not like he's far away in heaven. Heaven is a parallel universe. A, it is a, it's a different dimension. And Jesus Christ and his physically resurrected body is there and we are in him. It's like... His personhood emanates out, like the sun emanating, emanates light and heat. The person of Jesus emanates Jesus' personality into this realm. And we experienced him today and are experiencing him right now. Just by fixing our eyes on him, he reveals himself to us. And we experience not just in imagination the presence of Jesus, but the reality of the resurrected Physically resurrected Jesus Christ, alive and loving us with infinite love, infinite joy, infinite glory in the moment. He his his he, he said, if anybody comes to me, I will no cast him out. He has made the circle of his personhood wide enough to include you into his very presence of who he is in his personhood. Someone say hallelujah. hallelujah. Yeah. Jim Porter last night was ministering in the Spirit and he said, I love to pray because I love to experience Jesus. In Christ, I love what Jesus has to say about himself in the I am statements, the seven I am statements ego a me in the Greek, I myself am. And he's speaking with, uh, uh, with reference to God saying to Moses, I am that I am, the eternal one. And Jesus is saying, ego eimi, me, I myself am. And then he says seven statements. In the, I love all of them and I think we don't have time to refer to all of them right now. But I know I love it when he says I am the bread of life because I get my personal satisfaction and fulfillment in life not from ministering to you or ministering to an evangelistic way on the street or teaching the word. I don't get fulfillment from that. I get fulfillment from bread. I get fulfillment from the bread of life who is Jesus. He fully and completely satisfies every longing of my heart. Every longing of my heart. I was made for him and he he is for me. He fully, fully satisfies my hunger for him. He he fully gives me joy. Do you have joy today? I remember before I came to Christ, I said to myself repeatedly, you know, I might as well become a Christian because I'm miserable serving myself. I might as well be miserable serving God. As long as I'm going to be miserable, I might as well be miserable serving God. But then, surprise. I was surprised, like C.S. Lewis was. I was surprised by joy. Joy unspeakable and full of glory in my inner world every day since. He is bread. He is bread, he said calmly. He said, I am the good shepherd, with reference to Psalm 23. Jesus Christ leads me to green pastures and still waters and continually restores, restores, restores my soul. He has made the circle of his personhood wide enough to include me by, and to include you by his blood-bought power on your life. You experience the feeding of your soul and spirit on Jesus himself. He's glorious and wonderful with infinite beauty. And he guides us as a good shepherd. He gave Sean Green a great blessing yesterday out on the street. I mean, when you go out evangelizing, who has this happened to you? He asked a fellow at the mall in his late 70s. He asks the fellow, is there anything I can pray for you for? And the fellow responds, yes, I need to know how I can be saved. (laughs) Every evangelist dream, but in his good shepherding of Sean, Jesus gives him a present. And the Bible says he that has will be given more. And Sean might have thought, well, that was a blessing of a lifetime, but bam, something else happened right after that. He sees a fellow with a t-shirt that says, Y'all need Jesus. And Sean says to himself, Awesome, I get to bless a Christian now. After I've led this old, old guy to Christ, I get to bless a Christian. So he says, Sir, I, um, brother, I, I see you've got a Jesus t-shirt. Y'all need Jesus I love that. I love your T-shirt. And I wonder, can I pray for you for anything today? He said, yes. I pray that what my T-shirt declares on the outside, that somehow in the emptiness of my heart, I could have it on the inside. And Sean says, I think I can help you with that. He prays with him to receive Christ. Isn't that a double whammo blessing? Sean being shepherded by Jesus. And you know what? I love what... uh, Reinhard Bonk, he said when he was a kid, whenever his brother got candy, he knew he was going to get some, too, because his mom was fair. And it might not be the exact same candy, the same kind of candy, but you know what? Jesus is operating that way in your life, too. He is wanting to give you a, 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 always a, a complete invitation to experience his present, his personhood, his personality, but he also has, a, as, a, his, as being your good shepherd, a continual flow of green pastures and still waters and restoration of soul and good things from his hand to your life. So watch out and be ready. Expect that miracle. As my bumper sticker says I put on my car, I'm quite happy with it. I got a cool uh, Father's Day blessing from my children, each one of them but with reference to my own dad, I was able to, in the shepherding of Jesus in my life, my dad drove, drove a dump truck for a living his whole life, his whole career. Blue collar, fully blue collar, didn't make, didn't make much money, but he left me a, a, a shocking inheritance for me. And I was able to write the largest tithe check I've ever written in my whole personal existence on Father's Day to my dad in heaven. And I wanted to, to me, you know, it it was this kind of thing. It was like, I know the blessing of tithing and giving, but I get to sow into heaven. And God just set it up that my inheritance check came just a few days before Father's Day. So I could write that. And to me, to me it was such a joy. It was such a jesus shepherding moment because he knew in my heart the way he wired me i like to be able to do something like that and i was able to and i like what the way jesus shepherded the usa in the early days i like it that listen carefully july 4th 1826 50 years year of jubilee in the bible it's a, it's a portent, a prophetic declaration that the church saw in 1826, 50 years after the Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776. On July 4th, both the second president of the United States and the third president, friends, they'd been separated for a while, but then they got restored, wrote letters back and forth. John Adams, Thomas Jefferson passed away on July 4th, exactly 50 years, year of Jubilee, on the same day after the um, 50 years after the Declaration of Independence was signed. The church of that day saw that as the shepherding of Jesus Christ over them, the church of Christ, the blood-bought ones, as well as over our nation. And I want to declare that, that God is still has America in his hand. And he's guiding us into a good future. Why? Because you are the salt of the earth. And you are preserving the good things that are in America. And you are bringing, you are bringing forth because of your prayers and intercession. You are, we are bringing forth as the family of God good things for the USA into our future. Listen, my friends. If you are, are not connected with the supernatural joy of Jesus and the sense of his shepherding, and guiding you in your life. If you are not connected with the physically resurrected Jesus Christ, today is your day. Today is a day of freedom for you. So get ready. At the end of this message, you're going to get a chance to get connected to King Jesus like you you never would have thought possible. Let's read the uh, scripture from Ephesians 1, verse 1 through 6. Listen and read um, silently as I read it out loud. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are in Medford and faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father. And, be, and watch what he says next, because in saying what he says next, he's affirming. Some people say the Bible doesn't affirm that Jesus is God, but watch this. Grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace emanates from the Father. Undeserved favor, that's what grace is. And undeserved favor emanates from Jesus Christ as well as supernatural peace into your inner world. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world That we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to be adopted as his sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Why? To the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. My friends, without Jesus in your life, you have no purpose. We had no purpose. It might have been better even for us not even to have been born because of the, of, of the way the world is and because we have to face dying. But with Christ, we can live every single moment for his glory, experiencing the purpose we were made for him, to worship him, to know him, to bless him, and to receive love from him and death is no longer an enemy. Death, he tasted death for us so that as soon as we leave this body, we enter into eternal happiness and blessedness. It's a it's the reason why we exist. And being in his presence in Christ, there it provides a springboard, a springboard for living a life of praise and thanksgiving unto him. We have been upgraded. I like what Max Licato says in his book called Grace. I'm going to read a a, uh, two minute section of it. It's well written, so listen up. Batters hustling to the plate to take their swings, questionable calls going uncontested, umpires being thanked after the games, and fans returning foul balls. This is Major League Baseball? Well, it was for a few weeks during the spring of 1995. For just a few weeks, professional baseball was a brand new game. The million-dollar arms were at home. The Cadillac bats were in the rack. The contracted players were negotiating for more money, but the owners wanted to start the season. So they threw open the gates to just about anybody that knew how to scoop a grounder or run out a bunt. These were not minor leaguers. The minor league was on strike as well. These were folks who were coaching little league one week and were wearing professional baseball uniforms the next. The games were not fancy, mind you. Line drives rarely reached the outfield. One manager said that the pitchers threw the ball so slow that the radar couldn't even clock them. The players huffed and puffed more than the little engine that could, but my, did the players have fun. The diamond was studded with players who played the game simply for the love of the game. And he goes on, concludes, aren't we a lot like these players? We are living a life we don't deserve. We're, we're not good enough to get picked, but look at us, suited up and ready to play. Most of us are not skilled enough to make the community softball league, but our names are on the greatest roster of all history. We do not deserve to be here, but would we trade the privilege not for the world? God has placed us on a dream team beyond imagination. Love it. Application, praise him in the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1 continues, verse 13. In Jesus... Having believed, we access all this by faith. Believing is the currency of heaven. You were sealed by the Holy Spirit. My friends, the Holy Spirit is the bond that binds us to the living, resurrected Jesus Christ. In whom, sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of God of His glory. says it twice, to the praise of His glory. Application, be open to the resurrected Jesus ministering to you in your life. By faith, embrace Him. Remember Patricia King at the, at the Toronto Revival Church some years ago? I was there at a pastor's conference and she, and in the first session, the afternoon session, she says, raise your hand if you've had an increase in experience of, of angels God dreams, then she said this, and visions or visitations from the resurrected Jesus Christ. Have you ever had an experience in prayer or worship where you could see Jesus and it started in your imagination and then suddenly you realized that it wasn't your imagination anymore? It wasn't your sanctified imagination. You were actually seeing Jesus God's going to give you increase of those kind of moments. He is physically resurrected from the dead. He has put the circle of his personality bigger than just where he is and to include you fully into his... You are in Christ. You think you're seated at New Song Church? Your, Your primary reality is seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's where you really are. My second talking point, we're going to go through the second two a little more quickly. Resurrection life through the visible manifestation of the body of Christ, his church. This is a rockier world. Ephesians 1, verse 23. God put all things under the feet of Jesus and gave him, that is Jesus, to be the head over all things to the church. To the church, which is his body. His body, which is the fullness of him who fills all in all. My friends, God says this about you. You are his body. You are his body. You are the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. You're not just like Jesus. You're not just a conduit of Jesus, a channel of Jesus' life, in some kind of metaphysical way connected to the physical reality of the resurrected of Jesus. You and I are, in fact, the fullness of Him, the fullness of Jesus. That's a profound statement about who we are, and we mustn't skip over that verse or somehow think that's too good to be true. I'll skip that one. That's what God says we are, and that... Uh, was, was uh, affirmed, confirmed when Saul of Tarsus went to Damascus to persecute the Christians there. And he saw the, the visitation from Jesus, saw a blinding light, heard the voice of Jesus. And what did Jesus say? Saul, Saul, why do you persecute? Why are you persecuting me? To touch, injure the body of Christ, the church of Christ, Jesus Christ, is to injure Jesus himself. We are not a metaphor or a simile. We are the body of Christ, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. second expression of the body of Christ in the Bible is the church. We carry the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We are atmosphere changers, we take fireworks everywhere we go, we do it with enthusiasm, we do it with excitement, we do it with calm, electrifying, resurrection power, peacefully, but we always are way more interested in the fireworks. Have you noticed this? I'm not going to belabor this. I just want to throw this out there. Have you noticed that the best fireworks are outside of buildings? <laughs> <laughs> Put that in your theological pipe and smoke it for a few minutes. <laughs> Thirdly, body of Christ. I I guess I want to just say that one more thing about the body of Christ. Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, teaches that each of us have a part in the body of Christ related to our ministry callings, our gift cluster, if you will. We all get to do everything that Jesus did. But we find ourselves stirred To focus on certain areas. And that's the harmony. Altogether when we focus and celebrate our own gifts and callings. There's a beautiful harmony. Did you love the harmony this morning in the worship? There's a harmony. It, it It wouldn't be as good if we all sang the same notes. But the fact that there's a harmony in our gifting. And our callings. And I want to suggest to you that... In the, in the charismatic culture of, of uh, the USA and in the West in, in this hour, there's such a strong emphasis on following the amazing prophetic destiny that has been spoken over us. I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to um, lessen that in your heart or in your mind. The, the call that we in God we can do way beyond what we imagine that we can do. Amen. Amen. But I'm finding it far more satisfying and more joyful in, in this season of my own journey not to, not to focus on the superlatives, prophetic words that have been spoken over me. And We've all had them. But to focus on the gift cluster, the two or three or four, identifying marks of who you are in your own giftedness. And then just happily celebrate that and see what God will do with it. Apart from achieving something, apart from a superlative goal that you must arrive or be a failure. God's frown is not upon you if are not striving for that. Just be fully content in Him. Know who you are and be that in a celebrative way every day And you will experience an Azusa Street level revival personally that will not only rock your world, but rock everyone that runs into you and knows you. That is the way to live as a revival person. Not achieving revival, but experiencing by grace the revival God's giving you. Who are you? If someone were to ask you, tell me who you are in three... Three different words. What would you say? If someone asked me that, I'd say, thank you for asking me that. I will assume that you just asked me that. I'll tell you who I am. I'm a teacher. And that's an area of gift I have. Some of you might not think that's true. But I would like to meet with you afterwards and teach you into agreeing with me. I'm a teacher, and I'm a father. I'm a a pastor father to you, one of your pastor fathers, and to the city. I'm a pastor father in this city, and that's why I do evangelism, because I want people to not have the emptiness that I used to have before I came to Christ. As a father, I want people to experience fullness, joy, I'm a a father, and I'm a lover. I don't want to be one of those people that goes through their whole life and then wishes to God that they had had put their wife as a higher priority. I don't want to be that person that was so busy with their ministry that didn't care for this wonderful gift God has given them. And lovers is way more than romantic. There's so many different levels of of attentiveness to care for my Brenda. I am very happy with my identity. And I'm fully happy to celebrate the uh, teacher. Um, I taught at Cascade Christian High School for seven years, way back when Moses was a boy. (laughs) And I, I enjoyed that. I don't have time to say that two of my ninth graders ended up getting married and attend new song. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to embarrass Melissa, Kate. (laughs) Saying that, (laughs) that's funny. Anyway, yeah. So, um, teacher, father. And a, and a lover, a server to my wife. Who are you? Find out who you are and uh, get busy being that. Third, uh, the third expression of the body of Christ is a time transcendent crucified body of Christ. We've taught about it quite a bit the fact that it's timeless. Jesus, before. The crucifixion said, this is my body, present tense. This is my blood, present tense. He was declaring this is a timeless event. What we're about to receive is a timeless event. Let's go ahead and pass those out, Mark, you and your team, as I finish up this talk. We know from Hebrews 10, verse 10, but that God's will we have been by God's will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And there's a time transcendent dynamic of the blood of Christ. I'd like to read a short quote from Richard Baxter, a 17th century Puritan writer in England that wrote the book the classic The Saints Everlasting Rest. Listen carefully. And let these words minister to you because they profoundly express the truth of Scripture over what the body and blood of Christ in the communion moment means to you. It's looking back on the blood of Christ from heaven, what you will experience in the future looking back on the blood of Christ. We are the fruit of the blood of the Son of God. How it will fill our souls with perpetual joy ...to think that in the streams of this blood we have swum. We have swum through the violence of this world. We have swum through the snares of Satan. We have swum through the seductions of flesh, the curse of the law, the wrath of an offended God, the accusations of a a guilty conscience, and we have swum, swum through the vexing doubts and fears of an unbelieving heart. We have swum in the streams of this blood. In the streams of this blood, we have swum and arrived, oh, so very, very safely, into the presence of our glorious and loving Father. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 14. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to wise men. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing which we bless... Is it not the communion in the Greek, koinonia, intimate fellowship? Is not the 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 um. I need help, Andrew. Hold that's Why? Okay, pressure of the moment. There we go. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Absolutely, very well, sir. The cup of blessing which we bless is it not the communion, the intimate fellowship of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion, the intimate fellowship of the body of Christ? For we, though many, are one bread and we are one body, for we all partake of that one bread. It's all, it's all there in one, in one verse. We partake of the one bread, Jesus Christ, in his resurrection reality, in the dimension of the heaven realm. We are that one body, and we partake of the Eucharist. The good, the good rejoicing is what Eucharist means. And it's time transcendent. Father, right now as we partake of the symbol of your broken body, we fellowship in the moment. Marge, you want to come up and play the keyboard? I'm in a different realm. Sorry, friends. (laughs) I knew something was missing there. Yeah. We partake as we partake of the symbol. The holy reality of your presence when you expired on the cross. We intimately fellowship it. We own it for ourselves and receive all of the benefits of the crucifixion of your body right now let's partake together of the Eucharist the the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ is just as fresh and warm for you today as it was the day it was it was shed in sequential time And in a time-transcendent way, God is causing us to fellowship in this moment the shed blood of Christ in history. We stand before the cross of Christ, the death of Christ, the blood of Christ, and the blood of Jesus Christ washes away all our sins, past, present, and future, heals every disease, propels us into supernatural Resurrection, joy, and love, and glory, and all the benefits of the blessings of what it means to be in Christ. We share now, in this moment, with great honor and respect, the blood of Jesus as we take of the symbol. Let's share. Stand up. Let's stand up together. Put your hand on your heart. Press your heart. Press into your heart this blessing. May the incredible life of Jesus, love of Jesus, power of Jesus, affection of Jesus flood you continually. May you have more God dreams. May you have more Jesus' visitations and visions. May you recognize the amazing gift that you are in harmony with the rest of the body of Christ, the church. May you fully and joyfully, with deep contentment, celebrate who you are in your walk with God for the sake of the church and for the world. And may the revelation of his love for you and the reality of your blood-boughtness continually be revealed in deeper and deeper joys and wonders and grace. You are among those that Christ died for. You are one for whom Christ died today at home or today in this auditorium if you for the first time are asking Jesus into your heart to be your savior to be your resurrection life will you raise your hand up with every head bowed and eyes closed anyone here owning Jesus at home the Bible says Whoever calls on Jesus will be saved. Just invite him into your heart, calling him to save you and then tell a close friend. Start talking about it. It will seal it for you. The Bible says you'll decree a thing that will be established for you. That confession of Christ will cause God, trigger God's confession of your name before the angels of heaven. Just call on him, receive him. Start your let freedom ring reality on this 4th of July in 2021. God bless you all as you go. Have a great rest of your holiday today. We love you. Don't forget, God always loves you, and we'll see you next time. Oh, yes. Prophetic.